0: Hello, welcome to the Country Day Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Kalam, and today I'm sitting down with Mr. Bob Plyler. We will discuss his time teaching and coaching at Country Day. He's taught at Country Day for 46 years, so we will discuss how the school has changed over his time here. Mr. Plyler has taught history and coached many sports, including football, golf, basketball, and baseball. He is loved by students and his colleagues. I'm here with Parrish. Parrish, what has Mr. Plyler meant to you as a teacher? Um, I think it comes down to uh, Mr. Plather being more than just a teacher figure to me. I think he's one of the few teachers you can really sit down and have a conversation with and you can tell he cares, has a passion for his job and uh, when a, your teacher has a passion for the job it makes learning that much easier. Uh, Mr. Plather's is the man. I feel like he's pretty calm, cool and collected when it comes to schoolwork. He has one of the things I admire about Mr. Plyler is his patience. He's a super patient teacher. And also the way he teaches, he does kind of like a college lecture style, which I think will help students for a while. So, yeah, Mr. Plyler's the man. I mean, Mr. Plyler means a lot of things. I think my experience uh, with him in the classroom last year was fantastic. It's an honor to be able to sit down with you. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: You're welcome. My pleasure.
0: Um, so just to get us started, how did you get started at Country Day?
1: Well, I've actually learned about a job opportunity. Um, A friend of a friend said it was a job opportunity at private school. I went to public school and um, didn't really know a lot about Country Day. I mean, knew of it, but not much. And uh, came over and interviewed, and then the head of the school uh, asked me to come back for a follow-up, and I thought it was going to be a part of a second interview. Right. And to my surprise, he offered me the job. I've always thought he offered me the job because I was young and inexperienced and uh, wouldn't be a big expense. And I uh, also, you know, had told him I would be willing to help coach or coach a number of things. And right. so I think that helped me get my foot in the door and turn around and 46 years have passed.
0: Yeah. Uh, what was Country Day like when you first started?
1: Well, uh
0: very different than now. Yeah,
1: it w- was different. It was a much smaller school for one, and the whole school was on this one campus. Mm. I mean, you go K through twelve, and everybody was here. The senior class, my first year, was about sixty students, and uh, of course, all the new buildings over the years and changes and renovations. But it was it was different. But you know, it was also a school where almost everybody knew everybody on the faculty. Whereas something like today, I hate to say it, but because we've gotten so big, and also there's another campus down right. at Carmel, that uh, I don't know as many of the staff in the lower and middle school as I did when I first came here.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, me being here just for the four years in high school, there's you get the new library or yep. cafeteria, I mean, yep. and then there's a ton of new stuff yep. just for the four years I've been here, not yep. even 46 years. <laughs> So being a history teacher and you being here for 46 years, what have been some major historical events that's happened during your time at Country Day? Oh,
1: wow. Well, when I first came here, um, the Vietnam War had not officially, had officially ended, but just a few years prior to my coming here. But um, certainly uh, a lot of historical events, uh, space shuttle, uh, of course, as a history teacher every four years and government teacher, presidential elections, mm. uh, as far as nationally, Charlotte itself has grown right. so much. Uh, when I first came to country Day, I mean, think of it, um, Fairview road wasn't cut all the way through like it is now. Uh, there were no professional sports teams in Charlotte. Mm. Um, you know, no Hornets, no Panthers, right. um, and the breakup of the Soviet Union in the early '90s, uh, just uh, a lot of things that too many to.
0: Did you name. did you see any changes at Country Day because of you say like, during, well, nine eleven happened. Yeah. Did you see any major changes at Country Day because of those events?
1: I think there was always a concern, and not just about so much about nine eleven, but. Uh, Prior to that, uh, when Columbine happened and the school shooting in Colorado, there was a concern and a lot of uh, in-depth discussion among faculty and administration about how can we make this campus more secure. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have lockdown drills. We had tornado drills, but we didn't have lockdowns or we didn't have concerns about. And I think this fence all the way around the campus now, uh, which hasn't been here that long, at least in some way, was related to try to keep the campus a little more secure.
0: Right. talked about a lot of changes physically to the school. Have there been any changes you wish you saw at school? Um, It can be related to, like, new buildings or just um, rules or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I had an old coach one time, Coach Cook, say, you see that wall over there that just got put up? He said 10 years from now, they'll tear it back down to do something else. And I always thought that was kind of interesting because I've seen a lot of things happen like that. I know the school has finally purchased the uh, area where the dry cleaners and a couple of those places are. Um, I know for a long time a lot of us had wished the school had been able to buy that um, years ago, I'm sure for a price that was reasonable because it would have provided, you know, Parking for students. Parking's a problem now. Yeah, Yeah. athletic fields if needed, and maybe even just more classrooms. Because I think as our school's gotten bigger, you know, we we continue to, to need more classrooms too.
0: Yeah, right. You're listening to CCS Legends Podcast. In our next segment, we will be diving into Mr. Plyler's time coaching at Country Day. Here are some voices from a few of Mr. Plyler's current players and their thoughts on Mr. Plyler. I'm here with William Grassi. William... What has Mr. Plyler meant to you as a coach? Uh, you know, Coach Plyler, he's a uh, he's a great character. Um, Buzzy, he's meant a lot to me throughout my high school career. And not only has he been an outstanding coach, but he he's become a great mentor in my life throughout high school. And it's really meant a lot to me. What has Mr. Plyler meant to you as a coach? He's just very supportive of me. He's always there when, like, maybe things aren't going well on and off the golf course. He's always good. He's always helpful in the classroom, and he never gets mad about anything, so it's just nice having his help. Do you have, like, a favorite sport you've gotten to coach, or do you love them all?
1: I really have enjoyed them all. Baseball was always uh, uh, interesting because I wasn't going to be the baseball coach. Me and another guy ended up coaching it. but the baseball coach left in the middle of the school year, like around Christmas time. And so uh, the athletic director who was coach cook at the time came up to me and said, Hey, don't you have a little bit of baseball experience? And I said, yeah. And he said, we really are in a bind. you think you could like be the interim for this year. And I had no intention of being the baseball coach, but we didn't have a golf team yet. We had a club golf team. So, i agreed to do it, and and me and a guy named Charlie Frederick did it for one year, and there was no field. We played back at where the old, uh, it'd be like uh, over where Blythe Field is, and you'd almost be where the, um, you know, where you pay to go into the football stadium. Mm -hmm. That was almost where home plate was for the old baseball. Oh, really? And you hit it back out towards where Hans Fine Art would be now and where the old Harris Gym was, but between the Harris Gym and the the field out there was woods, and the rule was if you hit it into the woods on the fly, it was a home run. Yeah. And if you hit it and it rolled in between outfielders into the woods, it was a ground rule double. Wow. <laughs> and it was just totally different.
0: Was that the first sport you coached at Country Day?
1: Uh, I had helped. I had coached JV basketball my first year right. and helped um, Coach Broadway with the varsity. And our first year, who knew, had a really good basketball team, got all the way to the state finals and lost. Wow.
0: Do you ever overlap with uh, Coach Daly?
1: um yeah I did with uh Kevin he was the JV basketball coach when I was the varsity basketball coach here and then when I eventually stepped down from that he took over
0: um do you plan on continued coaching after you retire I do
1: actually I had uh, talked to uh, our AD Mr. Taguchi and told him once I realized I was going to retire and said hey look I'd really, at least for another year or two, like to continue coaching. I think it keeps you active. I enjoy working with young people, and I enjoy coaching. So, um, you know, it's – I won't be having to grade papers or exams or – Things like that, but it still keeps me connected to what I also enjoy doing.
0: Do you find you have more of an impact with your players versus your students, or is it all kind of the same?
1: I, I think in a different way, it's all kind of connected. You see a little bit different part of students when they're playing a sport. Uh, you get to know them a little better, maybe as a group. You know, especially in golf with a small number. But you know, I, I hope. I think you can have an impact with people both in the classroom and outside. I do think on the whole, you probably get to know students a little better when you're Mm -hmm. coaching them because you, you see them. Yeah. You see them every day like students, but you see them outside of school and it's a little bit different. Right. You see a different person. Yeah, exactly. Personalities.
0: Right. So do you have any favorite parts about coaching? Oh gosh. A lot.
1: Uh, I think coaching is the same in a lot of ways, but I think it's changed. Um, I think there were things you could probably ask players or push players a little differently uh, maybe than you can now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that I would ever you know, put hands on a student right. or shake a player or anything like that, but um, I will say that I think one thing I learned uh, as I became a a more veteran coach was how to work with. There's certain players that they get motivated if you encourage them or kind of pat them on the back a little more. That motivates them. And then there are other players that they need a little bit of a little. Kind of push and, more discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And they respond to that.
0: I think I'm more I need I need to be held accountable yeah. when I'm playing. And
1: I think you wanna hold everybody accountable, but there's different ways to motivate different players. Right. And I think it's part of your job as a coach to figure out which players which buttons to push with different players. Exactly.
0: Yeah. listening to CCS Legends Podcast, a production of podcast and journalism class with Kick at Charlotte Country Day School. Do you have any memorable moments from your coaching?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, one that uh, was really embarrassing. We're playing down at Charlotte Latin. uh, And back then, only one team from your conference got to go to the state. And so we're playing Providence Day at Charlotte Latin conference championship only one of us is going we had split games in the regular season they had beat us in a close game we had beat them both had won on the other team's court and so we're playing at latin and it's halftime and you know we're ready to go out and you know the locker room's at the old latin gym you you wouldn't know that exactly but it's their old gym Uh, we're getting ready to go out i sent the players out and back then uh, we didn't have a trainer yet at Country Day. Uh, Miss Luxton was our first trainer, and I can't remember what year eighty six, eighty seven. But we didn't have a trainer yet that year. And both of us, PD and us, both had really good teams. We felt like. And so I'm helping my manager. I had had to retape an ankle. Mm-hmm. As coaches back then, you had to learn to do a lot of that stuff. And so I'm putting the stuff back in the uh, medical kit. And he and I are getting ready to go out, making sure I've got everything. And I get ready to go out, and the door's locked. (laughs) And Latin, had a staff member that would come by. They locked the door from the outside. So we're locked in. My players are out there warming up for the second half. And then I hear the horn go off, and we're supposed to start the second half. This guy was a small, young fella. There was one of those pull-down windows in the locker room. I helped push him out through the window. He crawled out through the window, went back around, got somebody at light, and they came and unlocked the door so we could get out, as I could get out. And the game had already started the second half, and I looked at the officials like, what are you doing? And, and there, one of them told me, after the, uh, told me during the timeout, I went over and said, hey, how come you started the game and you knew I wasn't there? Yeah. And he said, well, you had an assistant there. And he said, I thought maybe you just were using the bathroom or something. So long story short, the good news is we won a real close game. My players would later remind me that they had actually gained a couple of points in the lead while I was not present. Yeah. And uh, that's probably the craziest thing that ever happened to me in coaching.
0: That is pretty wild. Do you have any uh, <clears throat> hopes for country day athletics in the years to come?
1: Uh, yeah, I would like to see, and I know this is not the trend, I would like to see more of our student-athletes uh, play multiple sports. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's great if you're really, really talented at one sport and somebody's indicated I think you have a real opportunity to play at the next level, whether it's D3, D1, D2, whatever. But I, I think at a school even still our size – I think it's good for the uh, student and good for the sports teams. And I know we all, all coaches are like this too. We all have our own little, you know, we're kind of particular about our own little fiefdom. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants their players, but we all, at a school like ours, we have to share. And I think it's good. I think it's good for young
0: people. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who focus on football who could be good at lacrosse. Yeah. What are your thoughts on recruitment and bringing in new players I know a lot of people who are been at Country Day their entire life, like, yeah. well, now I'm not having the opportunity to, you know, maybe start for my team yeah. and some new guys coming in.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's a double-edged sword. If you bring players in for whatever sport it is, then you also have other uh, students who have been here for quite a while and who have been playing in that sport for quite a while, and then all of a sudden they might not get the same amount of playing time, right. even though you're like, well, I've been here – for a long time, on the other hand, as a coach, you're wanting to improve the program and also try to be competitive. We all know, Thomas, you know, we all know that are in athletics in our private schools in particular that recruiting apparently is going on, yeah. And I don't think there's that's a surprise to anybody. Um, I think Country Day has always tried to be real careful with that, yeah, definitely. And I think in some sports, um, you know, we've, we've been not able to quite compete at the same competitive level because of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have schools like PD for their football team. They've brought an absurd amount of players. Yeah, and that's what I
1: understand. I mean, I don't know that, how many or whatever, but I, I do know just watching them play this year, I don't remember some of those players, you know, playing against us in JV or right. or being on the team the year before, but that's –
0: At some point, you kind of got to adapt to what other schools are doing if you want to If you want to be competitive. I mean,
1: you you have to decide, is this what we want to do, and is this what we want to do to compete? Because if you don't, it's going to go in cycles. Some years, you'll be competitive with the people you have. Other years, you won't because you haven't brought in kids, and it's not apples and and, uh, apples. Right. I mean... And that's just the way it's been yeah. in some sports for a while.
0: That's just kind of how, how it goes. Yeah. That is all the questions I have for you. Okay. Thank you for sitting down with me. Uh, well, it's my it was a pleasure. Enjoy. Absolute honor to talk to you. Well, thank you, Thomas. Um,
1: you know, I think a lot of you and I, this is neat. I'm glad uh, y'all are able to do these podcasts.
0: Oh, yeah. Was, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the CCS Legends podcast. It was amazing to be able to sit down with Mr. Plyler, who is an amazing teacher and even better role model. He has showed me and countless others what it means to carry yourself as a man, and we are forever grateful. I wish him a happy retirement and give him so many thanks for a great 46 years at Country Day.